Hello and welcome back to Discussing Who. You are listening to episode number 53, and the focus of this episode is going to be on the amazing Amazon herself, the one, the only, Diana, Princess of Themskiria, and known worldwide as, well, guess what? Wonder Woman. I'm very happy to be sitting here talking about a Wonder Woman movie because it's something that I thought I would never be able to do, and I'm sitting here talking about it. So before I say anything else, I just want to say thank you for anyone listening. You're spending some time out of your schedule, taking some time away from it to listen to us, and we thank you, and I thank you, and I know Clarence and Lee thanks you, so thank you. This is going to be one of my very personal and favorite episodes. And again, I'm sitting here talking about Wonder Woman. I'm not talking about a production movie that might be. I'm not talking about something that they're thinking about doing. I'm talking about a live in the theaters movie. So really, what could be better than that? Corny joke time. What could be better than that? Wait, uh, I know. How about a Wonder Woman movie that is currently, at least when I'm recording this, in theaters and is the number one movie in the United States and broke the 100K ceiling for a female-directed movie over the weekend? Let me just say, I am ecstatic. I am very, and the capital V-E-R-Y, Very happy about that. So look, as it stands today, this is June the 8th, 2017. This movie stands at 138,676,720 domestic and 125 millions in foreign box office. Adding those two together, this brings the total amount worldwide to 263,676,720. Let me say that again. This brings the total worldwide for this movie, not Dawn of Justice in one week or Dawn of Boredom, but Wonder Woman. In one week, this brings the total to 263,676,000. 720 worldwide. So, before going forward, I think it's only appropriate, even though we're not really getting into the movie, I think it's appropriate to give a spoiler warning. Spoilers. 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 Who is Wonder Woman? Let's go back just a little bit and talk about how Wonder Woman began. Wonder Woman was created by the American psychologist and writer William Moulton Marston. And for many years, he used the name Charles Moulton as a pen name. Uh, So when it was actually published, professional name not used, uh, Charles Moulton was. Interesting thing about that was, at least for me, is knowing a little bit more and reading and finding out about some of the things that uh, Marston did, which was, for one thing, he created the lie detector. 
case in point, lie detector. You kind of add that in with the uh, lasso of truth. You kind of see the Wonder Woman, uh, you know, underlying there. Uh, the artist Harry G. P- uh, Peter actually, you know, helped create the design of Wonder Woman. Obviously, created the original version of the costume, and for many of the original adventures, for several years, he was the artist of Wonder Woman. So you look back at a lot of the old golden age version of wonder woman you'll see you know both of their creations the wonder woman of those years was very i won't say into bondage but the bondage of male being submissive to the woman as the female hero was very much a part of how wonder woman was subdued like for instance she was very powerful but on the flip side if she was tied up by a man, she lost all of her powers. And for much of the Golden Age and even some into the Silver Age, that happened. So that's kind of how she um, began. The Wonder Woman comic, however, has been continuously published nonstop since his debut, with the exception of just a few months hiatus in 1986 after the historic crisis on Infinite Earths. Basically, at the end of Crisis, and again, why I said uh, we had a spoiler warning, at the end of Crisis, Wonder Woman was devolved into, uh, back into clay and was reborn, not using rebirth, but reborn in a new, more powerful version post-Crisis before I always took it that, yes, she did have the gifts, but depending on when we were, whether it was the 50s, the 60s, even into the 70s and 80s, her powers fluctuated by the decade for many purposes. With the new incarnation of Wonder Woman, the best example would be prior to crisis, she floated on air currents or glided on air currents. Post-crisis, she actually was able to fly. So she, you know, she did get a major boost um, and many times was referred to as only second powerful only to Superman. So again, over the years, her powers have changed. Her origin has changed. The costume has changed. Her supporting characters have changed. But the essence of who Wonder Woman was and who she still is has pretty much remained steadfast. So for me, let's go back to, um, you know, in the 70s, I was a kid, a little kid, not that old kid, but a little kid in the 70s. And for me, Linda Carter was Wonder Woman. She's the Wonder Woman that I grew up with. She's the Wonder Woman that did the spin. She's the Wonder Woman that was for on three seasons, et cetera, and so forth. I'll be honest. You go back and listen, or you not go back. You continue listening, and you'll hear in a moment me talk about about a year ago how I wondered that Gal Gadot could even be, you know, Wonder Woman or how she was going to do. So, you know, I wonder, does she live up to the role? Well, keep listening. So here's what we're going to do. And I was saying keep listening. Here's what we're going to do. In this episode, I think we're going to kind of take you on a journey. We'll go back in time and we're going to see what Clarence and myself and Lee were thinking about Wonder Woman back in some of our previous episodes then you're going to be doing something, actually you, the listener, is going to be doing something that we've never done before. In a way, we're going to take you on the journey with us to the movies. 
How are we going to do that? Well, in this very episode, you're going to be able to hear literally what Clarence and I said right before going into the movie, then literally the first words we said after the movie, because we basically said that when we got ready to go, we weren't going to say anything to each other until the, um, not the camera was recording, but until the audio was recording so that whatever we said would be, you know, unfiltered, what our first thoughts were. And you get to hear that literally just as they were happening. We will also have Lee, uh, who didn't get to go, obviously, with us, but uh, who went last night, actually, I believe, or the night before and saw the movie. And you're also going to get the opportunity to hear from our friend Sergio to see what he thought. So in the meantime, enjoy. Enjoy the ride down memory lane and into our post and pre-listening and watching of Wonder Woman. So I will see you on the other side. Uh, all right, Lee, I'm going to start with you. What did you think? I freaking hate this movie. <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember the last time that I have come out of the theater with my fist clenched because I was angry. There. <laughs> okay, so you said that with I'm such... done. Drops Mike. <laughs> I can tell. And you know what? I'm right there with... Warner Brothers is the keeper of, of franchises that we love, right? Okay, uh, I mean, I'm with you. It, it, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and so on, they are in their care. Uh, and so that means we extend a certain degree of trust to them. And that's not the way they see it. And I understand why they own these characters outright and they can do whatever they want to with them. But they urinate them to at their own risk, one would think. And their dismal second week box office, I think, shows them that character, especially when we're looking at Superman, which is supposed to be kind of the beacon on the hill of all superheroes. Mm-hmm. But it does have a lot of flaws. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Cal. All what right. did you think? So of let, let me start with positive. The What did I like about Batman versus Superman? What I liked about Batman and Super- versus Superman had absolutely nothing to do with Batman or Superman. <laughs> it had to do with Wonder Woman. And I'll be honest, if it wasn't for Wonder Woman, I would have probably left out within half halfway through the movie. And, wow. Um, I, I was just that bored with it. Um, you know, it it the whole premise of the way they set it up to me went against both characters Adding in Wonder Woman, I'll give it a three. Because to me, as a Wonder Woman fan, I was a kid that liked Wonder Woman. I've been waiting to see Wonder Woman on the big screen. I didn't go to see Batman, Superman. I went to see Wonder Woman. So for being able to see her in that movie, I'll give it a three. She's also a missed opportunity in that movie, though, I think. Okay, cool. I want to know how. I, I, well, I, I, th- well, there's a sequence of her discovering uh you know what the lex's uh, videos of uh, other what we know are going to be other justice league members and and so on and it brings that the the uh, the forward of the plot completely to a halt just so she can watch that and so that that's a lot of her activity in this movie is watching somebody else's videos we, we also see her as uh, diana 
skulking about at Lex, and I didn't even know that that was supposed to be her. Which you know, you know that that's that's legit. But um, I, and then she fights a lot. Uh, the end. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. I, there's so there's so so much more possible there. I just sheesh. You know, but but now I have to give her credit. I did not go in whenever I you know first saw pictures of who was going to be Wonder Woman and. You know, mm. I, I really didn't see her doing a good job, but she sold me. I mean, literally, yeah. I, I'm totally can't wait to uh, see the movie with her as Wonder Woman. So, all right. Do you know how to pronounce the actress's last name? Do you know? It's Gal Gadot, Gadot, which I think it's Gal Gadot. Is it Gadot or Gadot? Do you, I think it's Gadot. Yeah. I think it's Gadot from yeah. the San, uh, mm. I, I think we she's Israeli. So I would say Godot. Um. Hey guys, like the Discussing Who podcast? Then you should also check out our friends over at DiceJunkies.com. A YouTube channel and a podcast, Dice Junkies brings you gaming and geek news, discussions, reviews, and a whole lot more. Check them out over at DiceJunkies.com. Tell them Discussing Who sent you. Travis, secretary? What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go and I do what he tells me to do. Yeah, well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. I really like her. Fantastic. Oh, Ladies, I, after you? I do. I like her. All right, so I want, I want to take this one first. Since Wonder Woman is my character, I love Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I thought the entire look of not only the look of Diana... But the look of the entire trailer was beautiful. The music was beautiful. The trailer was beautiful. And was I want to ask you guys this. Was I the only one who thought that her costume in this movie was a lot brighter than it was? No, you're not. Oh. Okay. So I, I wondered if it was just me. But, but without going back and watching Dawn of Boredom, I just was wondering <laughs> if uh, I know I couldn't resist that. But without going back and watching that, Burn. I couldn't uh, tell, 
you know, I thought it was a lot brighter. The primary colors of the blue and the red, even the mm-hmm. gold on the boots was a lot brighter in this than what it was in uh, the first movie. The, so what did you guys the, think? You've seen the one sheets, the the movie posters, and and they are a sea of red and yellow. I mean, they're they're pushing the 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 the, uh, the almost primary color quality of her of her uh, costume. So, what did you think, Clarence? Uh, yeah, it, the colors did feel a bit brighter, uh, but I, but also the, the trailer, I I kind of don't know what to think about it. <laughs> I again, I don't know a lot about. Uh, her background, but being a, a Marvel guy and having watched the Marvel movies, this felt a lot like the first Captain America movie to me, at least mm-hmm. the trailer. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how the movie would turn out, but the trailer felt a lot like Captain America. Okay. Lee, what what, what was your take? Yeah, I, I got the, uh, the vibe too. And I guess it's just because, you know, the time period and, uh, sort of the milieu, but this is a teaser. You know, we'll, we'll get a proper trailer later on. So right now, we're just getting uh, glimpses. And uh, but I did find the glimpses uh, quite exciting. And uh, I just, uh, we I know we've talked about this before, but love this casting. I just, I just think she's. Oh, I don't want to say awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, she's awesome. This is probably Mr. Jones here's uh, most anticipated movie of the decade. This beautiful place. But the closer you get, the more you see the great darkness within. this the hard way a long long time ago mm. <laughs> ah, okay I'll, I'll give you that I'll, I'll say that that's I would say that's probably a very good accurate and hopeful statement that 2017 uh, brings a very very good Wonder Woman movie so does the fact that uh, the aforementioned Bat- Batman v Superman <laughs> uh, was was a pile of uh, crap <laughs> for the most part. I liked it, but I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I thought it was okay. Okay, I didn't. I didn't think it was a high art, but it had issues. But I just like seeing Superman on screen. I'm sorry, but anyway. <laughs> All right. So for the same Low reason bar. you just said that you liked seeing Superman on screen. I liked seeing Wonder Woman on screen. That's why I didn't get up and leave mid uh, Batman versus Superman was so that I could see Wonder Woman. So for the same reason. I was actually going to ask you, what what did you think of Wonder Woman in Dawn of Boredom? I (laughs) I thought she was the one bit of caffeine in that boredom two hours. I mean, she was the, she was the bright light for me, um, you know, that kept my attention, that kept me wanting to, I want to actually see you not as Diana Prince, 
Let Me See You as Wonder Woman, and coming from seeing Linda Carter in the 70s as Wonder Woman, as cheesy as it may have been, she had a hard sale, and she killed it. I mean, she did a great job. And so, you know, I'm, I'm that that alone is what, you know, makes me excited. Plus seeing the um way she looks and the fact that they've lightened the suit up some and, you know, it's it's brighter and it's it's consistent with what it looks like now in the comics. You know, I'm 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 really excited. Yeah, the only thing that really worries me about the trailers is just seems as if they're making Captain America Wonder Woman. Uh, and I don't know, I guess the time period thing is going to work. I mean, I think it might work, but still, I would think I would rather see her somewhere in the present day. But again, if it's an origin story, I guess you have to kind of go back a little bit. Well, they were both created within a year of each other, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I know she was created in 41 and I believe he was created in 39 or 40. So, I mean, you know, that, and they were right there in the World War II, even though she's set in World War One. Um, you know, it's, it's that patriotic look. So, you know, I can see you drawing the comparison to Captain America, actually. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the, the thing is, the thing about it being a period piece is, it will add a level of interest to it. Like the, the Captain America story is already interesting, but making the movie as a period piece as well really added depth to that to that movie. And I see that it will probably do the same here. Agreed. 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 So uh, are, is is there any inkling about who the enemy was going to be in this movie? I don't think we saw that in the trailer at all. No, and I've uh, really not picked up any. You know, any, anything as to who they, who he or she might be. Who are some of Wonder Woman's big tentpole enemies in the, in the series uh, uh, that, aren't, that aren't really in the universe of, you know, as Justice League or with the group? Like, who is her kind of one on one arch enemy? Uh, she has, uh, mainly, honestly, it goes, you know, there's the cheetah, um, and obviously it's a woman who turns into a, half human, half cheetah, um, you know, villain. She has, um, you know, a couple of other villains. There's Dr. Psycho who, you know, gets into your mind, controls your mind. But pretty much it's been her fighting against some of the Olympic pantheon, be it um, Ares, be it, you know, Zeus himself, be it Hercules. It's Mason. usually something along those lines. Ah. Ooh. Actually, that, that that's really exciting because I really like Greek mythology. Yeah, and depending on which version of her origin that they're going with, she's anything from uh, Ares' daughter to Zeus's daughter to, you know, made out of clay to whatever. So I'm curious to see which... Um, you know, origin story that they're going to go with. Hopefully they'll go back to the clay, which will, you know, is the primary uh, origin that she's had all these years. And and do we know if Zyder, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Zack Snyder had a hand in, in this production at all? (laughs) I hope not. I don't, I think he has some, some overreaching dark presence (laughs) over it, but maybe not too much. 
you know, I think a lot of it's changed since they've instilled Jeff Johns over, you know, they've changed his position and put him less over the comics and more over the cinematic after the debacle of Batman Superman. So maybe whatever he did have got reduced a little bit. Hopefully. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? Hey guys, it's Sergio with Reality Breached. Uh, let's talk about Wonder Woman. That was a pretty good movie. I, I, I was very happy with, with, with where the story went. I was very happy with uh, Chris Pine's character. Um, I was very happy with Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman. Of course, I don't have much of a frame of reference. I'm not really a DC guy, so I don't know if she was acting Wonder Woman-esque. I just know that she played the part of Diana Prince, you know, the the, the bad A warrior that she needs to be to be in the Justice League. So, like, that was really good to see. I, th I think my biggest problem, there's, there's I, I got a few problems with the movie. Overall, it, it was emotionally affecting. Like, the, the, the last scenes uh, were really powerful and strong, and, and that's what you really need from an origin story like this. Um, but when it comes to problems, th there's one joke, like, towards the beginning of the movie, when Chris Pine's character first shows up, and it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wiener joke. Like, they make a wiener joke in the Wonder Woman movie, and it seems so, so out of place in such an elegant movie. Which, like, I don't know. It, that, that, that one joke kind of hit me wrong. Uh, the, the other thing, and, and I don't know if this is something that is ingrained in the Wonder Woman character or not, but the movie being set in World War One, I, I, I don't know if World War One is an important setting for Wonder Woman, but with it being set back then, it kind of had a feel to it, like they were trying to steal that the tone of the first Captain America movie. Now, mind you, this could that all of that could be canon. I don't know, but it, that's what it, it felt like. That's what they're grasping for. You know, the first 
the first Captain American movie is is very well received because it's a period piece. And in Wonder Woman, they they, they played up the the fish out of water stuff a lot more than Captain America because there wasn't a fish out of water in that scenario. But the whole aspect of there being soldiers and there being a great war and someone coming in to, to finish the fight. Like, this, it, it was weird to me that it was so similar. Uh, which kind of leads me to my, my, my last point, and that is uh, Wonder Woman almost seems like she is the proxy for several different Marvel characters all mashed into one and made female. Like, she's clearly Thor. Wonder Woman is Thor, and you give her Captain America's origin, kind of. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, you give her a lasso that she uses, like a almost like a spider web. Um, she she just maybe it's just we're so deep into the superhero movie game that they're all just kind of blurring together, but so much of it seemed like I had seen it before. Except for the end. Like, again, the end is really, really good. And as a whole, again, I really, really liked the movie. Uh, I just... There's some parts... Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Is it just me, or... Does it seem more and more like Hollywood movies are going the the route of... Let's have a team of multicultural people as the main characters. Like, this this movie was basically Rogue One where everyone doesn't die. Because you have, you know, the, the, the Native American character, you have the, the, the Irish guy, uh, you have the, the, the Indian-looking guy, you've got handsome Chris Pine, and then you've got the Amazonian Gal Gadot, who's really just British, right? She's British. I don't know. But why do you have that cast of, like, cast of characters? Like, I, I don't know much about Wonder Woman, but I know that she was written in the early 1900s by white dudes, I doubt those white dudes had the forethought to add a multicultural team to her, like, backstory. I could be wrong, but that just seemed a little too Hollywood for me. Not that it's a bad thing. Like, having a diverse cast is always a plus, but it didn't seem like the characters had much of a purpose just like in Rogue One, most of those characters did not have an actual purpose except to be multicultured and to have representation. If you're going to have a multicultured cast, give me a reason for the characters. And there was very little reason for any of those characters. They could have been nameless soldier dudes, and the story would not have suffered any. But I liked it. Wonder Woman is a good movie. It's a good movie. I'm sorry, I keep pooping on it, but I liked it. I really liked it. My daughter liked it. Um, she kept asking, "So when is she putting on her costume? When when, when is she going to be Wonder Woman? When is she, why do they why do they keep calling her Diana?" And I'm like, "That that's well, that's her name." It, it, and I didn't go into the whole whatever, but yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I suggest everyone go watch it. Uh, I'm sure the the dis- discussing who guys uh, have a lot to say, especially Kyle, um, but. I'm very, I'm finally pleased with a DC movie, which I d- didn't know I was going to be saying this this soon into the DC 
universe. Uh, with that said, listen to Reality Breached. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Find us on our website, realitybreached.com. Uh, also, we kind of tweet a few times, so we're at Reality Breached, and we got a YouTube page, so check that out as well. Uh, I'm Sergio. Thanks for giving me the time, guys, and back to you. Hi folks, Lee Shackleford here sharing some thoughts about Wonder Woman, which uh, I saw yesterday and uh, completely loved. Um, So maybe that's it. Maybe that's all I need to say. I don't know if there's anybody who's actually dying to hear what I thought about Wonder Woman, but um, I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast, then you you must care one way or the other about hearing other people's opinions. So um, here's my deal. I felt like it was... I was... I felt like I was participating in history, and that was uh, that was very moving to me. I, I really enjoyed being one of the few guys in a very uh, female audience. Uh, I looked around enough to notice that, and I could tell from the character of the uh, laughter and uh, gasps and so on that um, these were mostly female voices around me, and they were loving it too. And I felt I felt good for them. I, I'm just. I'm one of those guys who is very aware of the fact that the world has apparently always been made for me. And, um, you know, my world, my sci-fi fandom world changed in, you know, the mid seventies when star Wars came out and, and I felt like that film said everything that, uh, you know, needed to say, (laughs) well, that first film, um, there's two women in it. There's two women in apparently the entire universe and everybody's white, um, except James Earl Jones, and you can't tell. <laughs> you know, you just have to know that that's James Earl Jones's voice. Um, you know that it's it's going to be the second movie before we get any other women and Lando Calrissian. Um, but yeah, so as a white guy, I I, I am aware of uh, of the the privilege. And DC Comics has always had wonder woman to deal with. And, and I think that that's how they've always thought of it is that this is a problem we've got to solve. We've got to figure out, you know, what we're going to do about wonder woman and in their different incarnations in the animated series. And of course the, uh, the uh, TV series that you know, was a, a thing when I was a, a teenager, she's pretty, she's pretty bland, really. She's pretty white bread and that's too bad. She was created as you, you probably know, to be sort of an answer to Superman or Captain America, very much a part of the war effort. And there was from the very beginning, this idea that she is a goddess and she's going to participate in the Greco-Roman pantheon of gods. The, The very earliest Wonder Woman comic that I've ever read has her battling with Ares, um, as seen in this film. So, uh, uh, I've always liked that. Always liked that about her. It, speaking of Golden Age comics, I have also always liked the character of Etta Candy, who, you know, her name is Etta Candy. And, you know, it, it, it was a fat joke. It, it was always a fat joke that Wonder Woman is slim and that she was going to have a sidekick who wasn't. She's the comic relief. She's, you know, pick any comedy relief sidekick from that era. And there were a lot of them, Woozy Winks and, uh, you know, Johnny Thunder and people like that. But I always liked Etta Candy because she talked a lot. She was always given witty things to say. She was fun. And I, I made the joke uh, after we'd seen the first trailers, you know, that Wonder Woman is, uh, 
is really um, exciting and sexy and so on. But I thought, yeah, but you know, I think I'd still rather party with Etta Candy. And, and so I love the way she was treated in this film. Uh, there is a quick reference to the fact that, uh, you know, Diana's tummy is flatter than hers. Okay. And then we let it go. You know, that that's all that is that instead the character is somebody who's got a very active mind and thinks a lot and talks a lot. And uh, I was just very happy about her. So that's sort of a sidebar is that I've always, I've always liked Etta Candy. So they're never going to use her and that character in a movie. They did it. And I feel like they really did it right. But, um, but getting back to sort of the moment here that this is a, a big tentpole movie for Time Warner and DC and with a woman at the helm, a woman who's already proven herself in an Oscar winning movie for heaven's sake. So it's not like she's on trial here and Gal Gadot, who we, we have seen before. And, um, you know, she's, she's the real deal. Of course. I mean, if, if it's beauty they were after, let's get a Miss Universe con- contender, right? If it's, if it's really strong and brave and fighting fierce, let's get somebody who actually served in the Israeli army. You know, she's a wife and mother. She's got, she's got two kids, one of whom she was pregnant with while making this movie, I, I learned today, which is kind of amazing. She was, by the time they finished shooting some of those fight scenes, she was five months pregnant. So, you know, that just adds to my level of admiration for this extraordinary woman. And I think it's, it's easy to overlook in all the, the fighting and everything else that goes on in this film that I think she's really a very... A gifted actor as well that the I came away from the film thinking well the film doesn't ask her to do a lot and then I started sort of reviewing it in my mind and I thought yeah it actually does there's a there's a, a quite an emotional range that she has to play in this story and I just I believed her at every moment as ridiculous I mean, let's, let's, you know, step into the real world for a second as ridiculous as this whole story is for those two hours and 11 minutes or whatever it is. I believed it. At least I believe her utterly and completely. A lot of it is very subtle. She knows, you know, how to act when the camera is right up in her eyeball, as it very often is. And she, and she knows how to be expressive with just, you know, the corner of her mouth or, you know, the edge of her, an eyelid or something. And not everybody has that talent. I certainly don't. And uh, I, I just I really admire that so very much. The, the moment for me where I, 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 I noticed that there were tears in my eyes, and I'm, and I'm going to choke up talking about it now, I know. A lot of people have been writing about the no-man's-land moment, or, or the no-man's-land scene. If you're thinking about this film in terms of gender issues, and Steve explains to her, you know, you can't go out there, that's no-man's-land. No man can go through, you know, <laughs> you've got to be thinking, hey, are you listening to what you're saying, Steve? especially as fans of Shakespeare, because there's something similar that happens at the end of Macbeth. I won't spoil it for you if you don't know. But yeah, but somebody keeps saying, hey, that won't work because X. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not X, as you may have forgotten, you know. So so I was prepared for that. You know, I knew that she would she would have good reason to go through no man's land. But there's a moment where she raises her shield and the 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 Germans in the other side of the, the other trench they just keep hammering her with the with these bullets. So you know, they've got their machine guns and it's just they're just feeding an endless string of you know of clips into these machine guns. It's like they feel like they're going to wear her down. And as that scene, as that moment in the film went on, that's when I really was the most deeply moved because if this is a film that is in any way about what it means to be a woman. 
I'm thinking about the great women that I have known in my life. And the common thread that runs through their greatness is perseverance. And I felt like there it was on the big screen in the, in the mythical world of our, of our storytelling, of our superhero storytelling. These stories, they're fantasies, of course, but they, they mean something to us because they resonate with us somehow in our, in our own lives in the real world. And that's the moment where this fantasy became very real for me because, by God, I know that woman. Maybe you do too. Maybe listening to this, maybe you are one of those women. If so, God bless you. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I just really had a great time with it. I was sort of felt like once um, Diana had killed Ludendorff and the war didn't end, the, there was a part of me that hoped that that was going to be the end of the movie. Um, and I think it could have been. That could have been a legitimate end to the movie. That Because we've already gotten to a point. We've already gotten to the point, maybe, is that we don't need a god of war. We don't. We really don't. We can do these terrible things to each other without any prompting. Thanks very much. And that, and that, so that point would have still been made, but you know, I know that we've got to sell some toys. And so there's got to be an Aries action figure. And a lot of people were expecting a big, uh, kind of volcanic showdown between these two, uh, giant, uh, forces. And, uh, so we've got to have the big fight with the, with the real Aries. Okay. But that didn't interest me nearly as much as the, the revelation that, um, uh, Ares isn't necessary for human warfare. Now, in the comics, Steve Trevor, of course, is around forever. I mean, he's basically a you know a, a Lois to a Diana's Clark. And if this really is the end of his story, then I think that was handled beautifully. I, I'm hoping that actually that this is the end of his story. As much as I liked him, as much as I like Chris Pine's playing of him, but his ending is so glorious. And so heroic that I'd like to leave it there. So that'll be interesting if we never revisit him again. But since we've established now that Diana is immortal, and uh, maybe this is going to be our only World War One adventure, and so it wouldn't make any sense for him to be around in 2017, um, <laughs> to be you know 130 years old or whatever he'd be. I don't know. I'm rambling, and I was afraid of that. But I, the point is that I really enjoyed the movie. And I think it hit all the notes that it needed to hit and stirred deep, deep chords with oh, a lot of people who've been waiting for this for a long, long time. All right. Okay, Mr. Jones. Mr. Brown. Are you excited about this movie? I think the answer to that question is, why the hell do you have a Dice Junkies t-shirt on? <laughs> well, I was given the shirt, and you know, hey, you got to wear it sometimes. Okay, all right, I, 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 give you, I give you that, and you know, I like Dice Junkies, but I don't have a Dice Junkies t-shirt, you do, and, but, but then again, I have a blue shirt on, so, um, but back to your question, am I excited to be seeing the movie? I knew it was supposed to be raining today, luckily it's not. I don't like being out in the rain. I'm going to see Wonder Woman. So how many years has it been that you've been anticipating a Wonder Woman film? Is it something that's been on your mind for a long time? Or it's like, you know, we'll get around to it when we get to it. I was born in 1973. I probably watched Wonder Woman when it was on, on CBS and ABC back uh, 
you know, whenever that was, um, you know, late 70s. So, late 70s. For 30 years, I guess. Now, I see that you're not sporting any uh, Wonder Woman apparel. <laughs> no backpack. Uh, <laughs> no backpack. No, nope, no backpack. So I have to ask, do you have any Wonder no. Woman? <laughs> <laughs> no, zero, absolutely zero Wonder Woman whatever i might like wonder woman i'm not dressing up like wonder woman you know i, I, don't, I don't i don't know if i believe it or not mr cow <laughs> so, now at least a mug or something right no i really don't have a mug wow no joke wow. absolutely no not i mean i don't see that leads me to believe you're not as hardcore about wonder woman as you are about uh the doctor uh yeah that well we're not uh think about it we're not doing a uh and i know i'm coming out as coming off as a smart ass but we're not doing a podcast called discussing wonder okay okay all right so there you go yeah point taken point taken so i guess the biggest thing we have to look for in this film is if beside it being a good film we've seen all the reviews rotten tomato scores everything looks good so far um what about it fitting into the uh, DC um, universe, and also uh, this? I guess it, this technically is the, as far as timeline goes, the first movie in the DC universe. You have any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to say that this is going to be, hopefully, a ray of sunshine in the dreary world of Zack Snyder. So <laughs> um, I really, I mean, I know. Yes, you're right. I think this is supposed to be date-wise the first in the story so to speak but yeah i mean i i just hope it's good and i hope it gets more than 100 million in the opening weekend because it's the first female no actually it's not the first i keep forgetting it's not the first female-led superhero movie but this is wonder woman this is the original it's the first real big known don't say catwoman no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I'm saying Wonder Woman was like the first mainstream or comic book, pulp uh, comics or whatever you want to call them back in the 30s that are, well, 41. But she was one of the first and she's been around since then. So, yes, Catwoman was. But I think. I thought somebody was right. I was just talking I was about movies. I think Supergirl was. Oh. Back in the 80s, there was a Supergirl movie. Yeah, you're right, man. I totally forgot about that one. Wow. Wow. And speaking of Supergirl, the mother of Supergirl, I mean, the adopted mother of Supergirl in the series is actually the same person who played Supergirl in the movie. That's awesome. So I think it was the Today Show or something I saw where they had the cast on there and they were talking about like all the eating the women in this movie had to do and the training they had to do to get ready for these roles. That alone makes me really excited about this movie to see some kick-ass women on screen uh, doing their thing. Uh, what do you think about that? And um, as far as seeing the, what was the name of the uh, island? Uh, para- well, Themyscira or Paradise Island, depending on which. And I'm curious to see what they call it here. They may just say, oh, this is an island paradise, and it's called Themyscira, and there you go. It's, you know, one-two punch, use both names, maybe piggybacking off of that um when i think about the um the origin stories 
which, and you, I hope you haven't read spoilers, but yeah, I know you tend to read on the internet. <laughs> what origin story do you think they'll go for in the movie? And no, I've not read. I've purposely uh, stayed away from any spoilers, but I'm going to assume based on when this movie went into production would have been 2012 2013 when they started right or before when they started writing they will go with the new 52 origin to some degree that's my take that's the clay origin right no i think she will wound up or they they will say that she is a demigoddess who is half uh zeus's daughter half apollo's daughter just based on when it, you know, the story would have been written, would have been right around the time of New 52. I know one, one thing that I've noticed is, especially from the trailer, trailers, they really haven't shown any antagonists uh, in the trailers at all. Do we have any idea who the enemy is besides the the uh, <laughs> the, the opposition in World War One, <laughs> Which I think they changed it because it was originally World War Two. I guess they tried to... Uh, differentiate themselves from the Captain America movies? Depending on the uh, origin that you are wanting to go with, who the bad guy is in this movie will be her daddy at some, you know, based on one of her previous origins. So Zeus is the bad guy? No, Ares. <laughs> oh, I thought you said she was from. Yeah, that, I, like, yeah depending on what origin. Okay, Dang it, look at all the people here. Yeah, guys, we're pulling up right now. The parking lot is really crowded. So, I mean, I'm, I'm piggyback with, off what Kyle said before. Uh, this movie is probably going to do gangbusters. I wouldn't be surprised with the draw to women to this film. That it could possibly be one of the top uh, superhero movies we've seen thus far. I really, 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 really hope so. I mean, I've always liked Wonder Woman, but... Uh, yeah, I really, 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 really hope so. And I hope... I mean, what did anything else come out yesterday? Uh, nothing of note. I, that's what I thought. I mean, I'm hoping that, we're, you know, this is going to be a full people, 90% people here are, uh, you know, here to see Wonder Woman. Because I've been to matinees before, and they've never had this many here. This, yeah, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of people. So, guys, it's 15 minutes before the movie starts, and the power can a lot looks pretty full. I'm hoping we can get decent seats. It's, it's not completely full, but it is pretty packed. So, uh, we will give you our thoughts as we walk out. Yeah. All right, we'll see you on the other side. So, we are just leaving the theater uh, after having watched Wonder Woman. So, Cal, <laughs> what are your impressions, man? What, what do you think? Actually, dude, I want to know what you think. I want to hear. I, I, I really want to hear what you have to say first. Oh, man, I could go on for probably 30 minutes. I had a lot of thoughts, man. Uh, at first, it felt, and I know uh, people are going to get mad about this reference, but it felt very Danny, Danny Rannish. Um, and I say that because, and if we, spoilers, was just leaving the movie so spoilers um it felt very very danny Rannish because although she was ultra intelligent which i loved about her she knew a bunch of languages she was really smart knew all the nuances of, of being a human and th things like that 
she still felt kind of Danny Randish, and not in the sense of she didn't really know anything. It's like she had this singular focus, like uh, Danny Rand had of, um, you know, of, of defeating uh, the Hand, and, and hers was defeating Gary. So, so I, I, I felt that a lot. But I, I love, love, love the fact that she was really smart. I didn't know if that's from the comics or something that was invented for the movie. But I, I never really realized that about her. That made me really love her even even more um i'm let i'll let you talk because I, I can keep going okay all right so best way i could sum it up as a kid growing up when i saw wonder woman in human form and alex ross who is a famous artist slash painter who's done a lot of especially iconic dc characters used i think linda carter as a basis for his wonder woman gal gadot is wonder woman yeah. Perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect. Oh, and one more thing. Perfect. That's all I can say. Uh, perfect in far as the movie portrayal, or just you love her as uh, how she's kind of stepping to the role as Wonder Woman? Or I have a few issues with the movie. Okay. Uh, well, I ain't going to say issues. Things that I didn't really expect. One, I didn't expect it to be so much of a love story. I did, so, I did not. But I did not get that either. I mean, I didn't expect that, but 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, up until the 80s, Steve Trevor was a big part of the story as the love interest of Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, say, I do like how they juxtapose it or, or made it kind of the opposite of the tip, typical superhero guy with the female love interest. They took that and flipped it on his head and did something really unique and really smart, if you think about it. Uh but I did not expect it at all. And and it wore a little thin with me by the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, sappy stuff. Are we, are we going to get to some action? Which we eventually got to that climactic scene at the end, uh, that climactic fight at the end, which I was just on. I was waiting for that the whole, whole time. And it we got there really, really slowly. Okay. But, 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 but she had to be naive in order for that scene to work. In my opinion, I can't I can't make any freaking changes to this movie. I love this movie. Absolutely freaking loved this movie. I cannot find anything to say other than I do agree. I did. I didn't. You know, the whole sappiness. Yes, it, it kind of got a little more sappy than I kind of wished it. Take a take the sap down a notch, but everything else, I absolutely loved this movie. <laughs> well, I hope resoundingly love over there, uh, which is what she ultimately said is the key to uh, exactly. humanity. And 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 just as the uh, Wonder Woman lyrics from the seventies TV show "Stop a War with Love," hello. So I was just going to ask you, was that a, a thing that was kind of um, parlayed about in, in the 70s show a lot as far as love being the answer? Or? No, not, I mean, not really. But I mean, her her thing is she's, yes, she's a warrior, but from 1987 through the uh, New 52 in 2011, she, her role, well, the, the Diana Prince uh, secret identity was pretty much 
null and void. She was Diana Themyscirian ambassador. She so she was an ambassador to the UN. So that she her thing was teaching peace. So and I guess peace, love, whatever. So I know we talked about it before we went in the whole clay origin. Now, did you say that's a new Fifty Two invention or a classic invention? Clay classic. Uh, demigoddess of um, Zeus's child was um, New Fifty Two, so they so uh, they basically used both of them. Oh, awesome! So I I have to admit, like the beginning where we had the um, we were in Muscaria, I think his name Muscaria. was Muscaria. The Amazon sequences. Anytime it was Amazon zoning women on screen was like the best thing ever man i love this so much seeing these strong warrior women right uh Not damsel in dis- no damsel in distresses no no definitely warriors uh training slash and eventually defending their 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 home i just thought that was fantastic and i i probably could have watched a movie of just all of that all right, let me ask you a question, and spoiler warning for anybody that's not seen it, but if you know uh, anything about, uh, or some, or really, whatever, uh, Greek mythology, you'll probably get this. Did you know the significance of the lightning at the end? I did not. Okay, and, 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 and this, will, uh, this, this will add another layer to you. So you know um, Ares was using lightning, right? Yes. And all of a sudden, she takes the lightning. Yes. She's Zeus's child. And Zeus was known for throwing lightning bolts. Oh. So basically, when he killed Zeus, he took the lightning. And when he used it against her, she absorbed him and used it back on him. Yeah, that, 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 that last scene, I have to admit, that was pretty awesome. And... I did not expect to see her flying in this universe, which uh, we got none of that really in uh, uh, the Dawn of Boredom. But she can but, fly. But she can fly. In some incarnations. W- w- pretty much anything from t- uh, 2000, I mean, uh, 87 forward, she flies. Yeah, awesome. Well, in, in, in any case, it was cool to see her uh actually fly a little bit on screen i thought that was awesome and also it seems like in this um in the movie in this movie anyway in the dc universe seems like they have finally 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 gotten the comedic part of aspects of the movie right because it was a lot of comedy in this movie seems like it was about 20 minutes of comedy in the movie yes 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 i would agree 100 percent. you're right yeah, again, kind of playing on the naivety of her, and which she again she kind of shows that she's smarter than than even than than, than, uh, than is thought by um, I forget the guy's name. What's what's uh Steve Chris Trevor. Pine, yeah, Steve Trevor. Um, he thinks she's just like this bumbling hick that doesn't know anything. You know, I ain't gonna say hick, but you know, there's a person that's not that's just ignorant of things. But she quickly shows she's very, very smart and has a vast knowledge of of the world and things around her. And and they pl- play on that so many times to make it funny and interesting. Whereas in again, I talk about Iron Fist, where it just made Danny Rand seem like a doofus. But in this case with her, it made it seem interesting and it made for a lot of funny, interesting moments. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree. And I agree, it, you know, the naivete, 
but I think it had to be there because she's never really been around a man before or never yeah. you know and she the social graces of what's expected she doesn't have that yeah so you so you've got to go so let me ask you this the Gal Gadot or Wonder Woman no, not necessarily Gal Gadot but the Wonder Woman character now having seen this does that change your impression for the better for the worse for the same or what oh I mean definitely for the better man I can't wait to see the next thing that she's in at this point because you know I mean of course we said there haven't, hasn't been a proper Wonder Woman uh, live action movie in We've had plenty of Superman, plenty of Batman, and we know those characters. You know, if if you're not, even if you just know uh, vaguely about comics, you might know Wonder Woman. You probably know Wonder Woman, but you know a lot about Superman and Batman. So I think this is going to go a long way to making her even more of a household name to the non-indoctrinated comic fans. And just seeing her on screen, I have to admit, in, in uh, Donna Boredom, I didn't get all that excited by seeing her, not as, not like you guys, because you were like, man, once I saw Wonder Woman, I was ready to go. And I really never felt that. But after seeing this, I don't know if I could watch Batman be Superman again, but I do think I want to just fast forward to that part she was in. And, and see her again. Yeah, I, 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 I can't just, I mean, I can't disagree. I can't agree with you more. I mean... And and my thing, again, i got to go back to what I said at the beginning. I loved Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. And I know she's not the age that she, you know, she couldn't play the role. I mean, that's obvious. They could not have found a better actress than who they got. She just, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, 1,000. She was the, she embodied for me what Wonder Woman should be for this generation. So, yeah, I want to piggyback off that. I want to ask you. Now, she looks nothing like Linda Carter as far as facial looks. Maybe body stature stature is similar, but she looks nothing like Linda Carter. Do you think that's just she's doing Wonder Woman for a new generation? Do you think she embodies what the comic book version of Wonder Woman looks like more? Uh, uh, What are your thoughts around you saying she she embodies her for this generation a little bit more than... uh, all right, uh, listening to you say that, what popped into my head was it, it's not a physical thing. It's a presence. It's a look. It's, 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 it's in the eyes, in the way you act. There, there was just something about Linda Carter that had this... I can't, I can't really explain it. It was just this look that she did as Wonder Woman, whether she was dressed up as Diana or whether she was dressed up as Wonder Woman that that she just, I think, embodied the character. And there was something about uh, this version that, again, just seemed like it embodied the character. So, so I mean, I, I can't explain it, but it just, it just worked for me. What do you think about the, the costuming in this version of Wonder Woman versus uh, the, the 1970s uh, Linda Carter version? The 1970s Linda Carter version was the 1970s Linda. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it worked. It, it it was great. I mean, it was probably quite risque, considering it's 1970 and you've got at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Central. You know, of what yeah. we have, that was probably considered risque for a woman to be running around in that. Yeah. 
but I think I think it was wise that they made Wonder Woman in the comic mimic that same costume, which I think was wise. That usually I'm against that because you know usually I don't like comics reflecting what uh, is happening in the movies per se. But I, 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 they they did do that in the comic. It it, wor- it seems to me working in the comic. But again, you I could have come out of this movie saying I hate this movie. That's not Wonder Woman, or it was an okay movie. I go back to the directing and the acting. Those two things. The the, the costume is just a costume. Yeah. You you know you can put. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Yeah, true, true. So you could have... I, I, I mean, I think she kind of made the costume irrelevant to some degree because she just embodied Wonder Woman for me. I mean, I know I just keep going back over <laughs> and over the same thing, but I didn't. I expected to like this movie. I did not expect to be excited to see it again on DVD or buy it or whatever. Yeah, and another reason I asked about the costume is because you know how people with the the uh, current man, uh, Superman costume they say they'd rather have the classic uh, the Christopher blood. Reed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I guess we're back home. So I'll just ask Cal real quick any final thoughts on, on the movie before I let him go. Uh, what was it I uh, said about it earlier when we were leaving? I, I described it some way. Yeah, you said the word love about 100 times. No, no, I thought I said it was perfect. Oh, yeah, you said that too. Did I say that? Okay. <laughs> well, I really loved the movie, and I think it was perfect. The only thing, only thing that I would have done differently if I were writing and directing was when they first got to England, I would have had her bump into or something, someone on the street... And it would have been like a ho, oh hello, how are you know, just like oh excuse me or something, and it would have been a cameo by Linda Carter. Yeah, that would have been my only thing I would have done differently. And it did, one other gripe I might have—it's not really a gripe, but I just didn't expect there to be so many girly aspects of it. The love interest, seeing a baby on the street and being excited. But there's a reason for that. There's no babies in in where she's from. Right. So uh, that's the only part, the girly part, the the love interest part. It worked for the movie. I would say it definitely worked, but I didn't expect it going in. Mm, I didn't even really pay it uh, pay it that much attention. <laughs> I was just sitting there enjoying the movie. Hey man, it's Captain Kirk. You can <laughs> yeah. Well, forget Captain Kirk driving his bike like he usually does. Oh, the bike. Yeah. Oh, did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about you know. Okay, how many times does he have to ride a bike? Is that in his contract? Every single time he's on there, he must ride a bike. Oh, that was hilarious. But uh, no, I didn't really. There, there, there was. There was no time I really got, you know, like, oh, my goodness, will this hurry up? Um, I, I think I was fine. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll get this posted. And, yeah, uh, let us know what your thoughts are on the movie. I know you're going to see it this weekend. Who's not seeing it? What's wrong with you? So uh, until next time, uh, we're out. I guess you could say it's pretty obvious what I uh, thought about the movie or whether or not I liked it. I'll say like I said the other day, perfect, 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 and one more thing, perfect. But here's the deal. We want to know what you thought. 
So let us know what you're thinking about the movie, about this episode, or just what you're thinking in general, even if it's about one of the episodes of our recent Doctor Who. We want to know what you're thinking, so let us know by sending in some feedback. So here's what you can do. Simply record an audio file using your smartphone and email it to discussingwho at gmail.com. Again, that's discussingwho at gmail.com. You can also record an audio file on your computer and upload it via email or even send it to us via Messenger on Facebook. Or, if you'd like, uh, leave us a voicemail at 805-850-3946. Again, that is 805-850-3946. As we finish this episode, I would like to reference a video posted over by the folks at Nerdist.com. It's called Save the World, and it is a great spin, no pun intended, on various well-known Wonder Woman songs. And it's kind of got like a Wonder Woman theme to it. The YouTube link is available in the show notes. If you want to check it out, just look in the notes, click on the link, it's there. And let them know that Discussing Who sent you. And with that... As the song says, we are about to save the world. See you next time. Listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. 
Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.